The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to Football Full Circle, live right here on the SportsGrid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 1. 59. He is the mastermind of the Pigton. That would be Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. In week number nine of the NFL campaign, Joe Lisi starting on a Thursday night in Houston. The Texans hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly entered with a perfect undefeated 7-0 record, and they leave with a perfect unbeaten 8-0 mark as well. The first time in the history of the Eagles franchise, Joe Lisi, the Eagles have started off a season a perfect 8-0. However, despite the 29-17 victory, the Birds did not cover as a 14-point favorite. A very large spread on a short week, a quick turnaround for a Thursday night football game. The Eagles do win by double digits, Joe, but do not cover that 14-point spread. What stood out to you most about a Thursday night in Houston? Uh, they came out a little flat, right? Tied 14 apiece in terms of halftime. The, the rushing attack didn't get going basically until late in the third quarter, and then they were able to wear down the front seven of the Houston Texans. Secondary didn't look at it, look as strong either with Davis Mills attacking them over the top, right? He had some, some consistency in terms of first-half action and first-half play with 90 yards. But when push came to shove and the game was on the line, up 21-17, to 17, they found a way to turn it on. They got a critical turnover that allowed them to go up by double digits against Davis Mills and then right now they are playing very confident and trending as one of the best teams in terms of the National Football League on paper. Yes, they are the best, but I still think they are a step below from where Buffalo is entering week number nine. And that's the conversation now when you look at Philadelphia. It's not how our how successful are the Eagles going to be here in the regular season? Their updated win total following their eighth win of the season in only eight tries is at 14.5 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The under has a slight bit of juice, but the expectation now is, Joe, a 13-14 or 15-win season. It could be the best record in all of the NFL. will certainly be that case in the NFC and setting up Philly in that prime spot to be the number one overall seed in the NFC postseason to get that first round by into the divisional round in the NFC playoffs and to probably have home field advantage each and every step of the way as Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and the Birds look for a berth in the Super Bowl. But that's the distinction right now with Philly. They don't have that postseason experience that we have seen from other teams around the league. Now, the Buffalo Bills maybe don't have the postseason success or all of those wins in terms of being a conference championship contender or a Super Bowl appearance 
appearance in times past, but they have been there at least a little bit under Sean McDermott with Josh Allen as the quarterback. That is not the case for Philadelphia up until this point. So that will be the conversation moving forward with the Eagles because it's pretty clear right now when you look at the birds, they are one of the best teams in the National Football League. Continue to impress. No, they did not cover as a two-touchdown favorite, but they still win that football game with double digits. And yes, a slow start. The Texans scored on their opening drive of the game, really marching down the field. It was tied at 14-all at that halftime break, but then the Eagles assert their dominance more so in the second half. They outscored the Texans 15-8, to and that offense got tooling. Miles Sanders finishing with 93 rushing yards. Jalen Hurts continues to be ridiculously efficient this year. 21 of 27 through the air. 243, two touchdowns. One of those scores going to A.J. Brown. The other to Dallas Goddard, who had a huge night. Eight grabs for 100 yards. Let's also highlight Houston quickly here, Joe. Damian Pierce, the rookie running back sensation out of Florida. 27 carries, 139 rushing yards, and the Texans do cover. They've been booked as a dog in all eight games this year. They are 4-3-1 against the spread, profitable against the number as an underdog, and in 16 of 17 games last year as a dog, they were 8-8 eight and eight against the spread. So the Texans are keeping these games, Joe, at least competitive throughout most of them. They've had a lead or been tied for the lead in seven of their eight games this year. But the Eagles, Joe, is the focus, obviously. And I still think right now Philly is deserving of being that favorite in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, undefeated, and they've t- you know taken care of business in terms of every team that they have faced. It just comes down to matchups. Have they been challenged by an elite quarterback up until this point in the season? You can make the argument Kirk Cousins in Minnesota was an above-average offense. Obviously, they're at the top of the NFC North right now. So right now, it's going to come down to where do they go the rest of the way? From a schedule perspective, it, it doesn't get much harder, right? Washington playing a little bit better better with Taylor Heineke at the helm. Dak is back for the Dallas Cowboys and obviously they're going to be potentially in the running for an NFC East title. We have to see how they respond in regards to that and we've seen drop-offs with the other teams in terms of the NFC. So right now Jalen Hurts and that team deserve to be the front runners to win the NFC Championship this year. And a short price that really did not change after last night's game in Houston, or at least Thursday night in Houston, plus 195, the Birds as the favorites to win the NFC title. Plenty more coming your way up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. 
Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back on Football Full Circle, a huge first Saturday in the month of November in this 2022 college football season. We have talked about the significant Saturday in the SEC. Number one, Tennessee visits number three, Georgia, between the hedges, UGA, in eight and a half point favorite. We have discussed Death Valley at night, Tiger Stadium under the lights, number 10 LSU hosting number six Alabama, but it's the Tide, a 13 and a half point road favorite. Joe, let's continue to go around the country and look at some other games we haven't touched on just yet. Here's an intriguing one. A battle in the ACC Coastal. Number 17, North Carolina, visits Virginia. Now, UNC is in that prime position, Joe, controlling its destiny in the ACC Coastal to reach the conference championship game. UNC, a seven-and-a-half point favorite on the road against the Wahoos. How do you break it down? Yeah, I mean, Drake May, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in terms of college football. They have a high-powered offense that's averaging well over 35 points per game. And you have an anemic offense in terms of Virginia right now. Struggled last week as a a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home against Miami. They had the 6-3 to lead and just couldn't capitalize on mistakes. The game goes into overtime, four overtimes, and Miami prevails. And basically, Virginia covers the two-and-a-half-point closing number. But at the end of the day. This offense looks nothing like it did last year. Virginia averaged 392 through the air with Brennan Armstrong. He had 31 touchdowns this year. Entering that ball game against Miami, only six. They're only averaging around 230 passing yards per game. It's a rivalry game. It's one of the most underrated rivalries in terms of college football in the ACC. Even though I believe North Carolina might win a close game, I think Virginia, in fact, playing in Charlottesville, does cover this 7.5 point number Saturday afternoon. I'm going with the the who? The Wahoos, baby. Give me the 7.5 with Brennan Armstrong and the crew. Lisi, it's a fantastic point about the negative regression we have seen for Virginia this year offensively. If Virginia could do one thing last year, they could throw the football, they could put up a ton of yards, and they could score points. They were the third best total offense in the country, Lisi, averaging more than 516 yards per game. This year, it's about 325. Last year, they averaged more than 38 points per game. This year, they're only averaging 16 points per game. The negative regression we have seen this first season under Tony Elliott, who, let's not forget, was the offensive coordinator at Clemson a season ago under Dabo Sweeney, has been remarkable. Some of that regression, of course, in the play of Brennan Armstrong. But let's highlight Drake May because he should be a Heisman contender with the numbers he has put up this year. We can focus on last week, the come-from-behind effort against Pittsburgh after the Panthers get off to a really good start in Chapel Hill. He was 34-44 for 388 
through the air in five touchdown passes. He also added 61 rushing yards on the ground, Lisi. So far this season, Drake May, in eight, uh, six of their eight games, rather, has ran for 53 or more yards. So he's utilizing his legs as well. He is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in all of the sport. He is only a freshman. He is going to continue to be this way as he continues his career in Chapel Hill. When I look at this game, Lisi, I would lean more to the side of UNC. I cannot wait for the props to become available, and they are now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's a ridiculous number for Drake May, of course. It's 309.5 passing yards against UVA, but he has gone over that number, Joe, in one, two, three, four games this year, and two times under, it was 309 and 301. The least amount of passing yards he has thrown for this year was week number three against Georgia State when he threw for two 84. This guy just puts up ridiculous stats. It's the way that UNC plays their football games, Lisey, because they don't really have a great defense. So you could also look at the total, despite the fact that Virginia's offense has been a little anemic so far this season. Again, a seven and a half point spread in favor of UNC. That total is 60 and a half. Here's another one, Joe. A game that will have some ramifications in the Big Ten West, Purdue and Iowa. That total, 38.5. The Boilermakers, a a 3.5 point favorite at home against the Iowa Hawkeyes, who the offense started to get rolling a little bit last week against Northwestern. Joe, what's your approach to this matchup in the Big Ten? Yeah, Purdue's knocked them off in two straight, and this line opened up at 4.5. It's down to 3.5 right now. Wind in the forecast. That's why you're seeing the total drop and a contrast in styles. But, uh, you know, if you're ever going to back Iowa, and they covered as an 11. 11.5 point favorite last week. They pounded the rock for 178 yards on the ground against Northwestern. I'm looking for that to continue. You want to try and get consistency, right? On paper, it looks like Purdue could just steamroll them and cover this 4.5 point number, but in a revenge spot where the running game got going and I still buy into the front seven of Iowa, giving up around 92 rushing yards per game, I think the one thing that travels well on the road is the rushing attack, right? So I'm going to go yeah. with Iowa here and a bounce back spot in an underdog role. Last time they were underdogs, I believe they covered, even though they lost the ball game outright to Illinois. So give me Iowa with the points in this ball game. It's a big spot in this to keep Purdue alive for any contention in the Big Ten West because the team that controls its destiny in that division, Illinois, ranks 16th in the first college football playoff rankings of this season. Joe, another game at noon Eastern time on Saturday that maybe doesn't have the ramifications we expected at this point of the season, but still an intriguing matchup. Texas A&M as a a 3.5-point favorite at home in College Station against Florida. It's a a 3.5-point spread. The total is 55.5. Yes, Lisey, this game does not have the luster maybe we thought it would at this point of the year, the first Saturday in November before the season got started, but can A&M pick up a win they desperately need? They can, but I don't think they will. They don't have the edge in terms of the quarterback position. That's that's for sure. They have offense, offensive line issues, and, and even though Jimbo has dominated SEC East foes, entering this year he was nine and one before they lost to South Carolina, nine and one straight up, and nine and one ATS. Well, now he's nine and two, and this team is headed in the wrong direction. On the flip side, we have Billy Napier and Florida. Mm. Even though they didn't step up against Georgia, they covered again as an yeah. underdog. They are three. 
three and zero this year in terms of major underdogs by Billy Napier. Utah, they yep. won the ball game outright. Tennessee, they got the backdoor cover and another backdoor cover last week against Georgia. Even though they're on the road in this ball game, I like Anthony Richardson. I like the the speed of of Florida, and I think Napier is a much better head coach and has has a handle on this team as opposed to Jimbo. So he's twelve and four. Billy Napier over the last four years, ATS in terms of an underdog spot. I'm going to go with a-, a Richardson to break out in a big way. I think they win this ball game outright. Listen, Florida is a four and four football team, but to Lisey's point, they are perfect against the spread as an underdog this year, three and zero ATS, and a lot of that is because of their offense in these spots in all three games, Joe. Booked as a dog in which the Gators, of course, have covered. The total has pushed to the over as well. So Florida is 4-4. Four and four. It's the first year under Billy Napier. They are hoping for more improvement in the swamp, but it's year number five under Jimbo Fisher, and we are still dealing with the same things. AM has lost four straight games. The Aggies are 3-5 and five straight up, and they have not covered in three of their last four games, booked as a favorite only once in that span. Gave up a ton to Ole Miss on the ground last week, Joe. AM is the 11th worst rushing defense in all the country. They're allowing more than 205 yards per game. And yet, somehow, some way, Anthony Richardson's rushing yards prop is only 38 and a half. It's a number that he did not go over last week against Georgia. Only 19 rushing yards. But it's a number that he went over in the previous four games ahead of that. And the two times, Joe, that he's really gone under this number against SEC foes, Georgia, one of the best defenses in the country still by the stats, and against Kentucky, who, although Tennessee pieced them for 44 last week, still a really good rushing defense. A&M is not. I love that number for AR come Saturday against the Aggies at 38 and a half. Plenty more to come on Football Full Circle here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. A huge Saturday in college football, week number 10. It's also week number 9 of the NFL season. Come back and join us on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Week 
number nine of this regular season. Let's set the stage for the Sunday slate here on Football Full Circle. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Joe, let's go all around the NFL for this upcoming weekend. I think we start with the biggest spreads on the board. The Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night hosting the Tennessee Titans. Joe, the line is 11.5 in favor of the Chiefs. Both of these teams, Tennessee and Kansas City, have the same record. Both are 5-2 and two straight up. Both sit in first place in their respective divisions. The Chiefs in the AFC West, the Titans in the AFC South. And let us not forget, Tennessee was the number one overall seed in the AFC a season ago. I say all of that, Joe, because to see the Chiefs as an 11.5-point favorite at home on Sunday night in Arrowhead is a little bit surprising to me. Can the Titans keep this game within margin, making it more competitive than the spread would say? Yes, and I like them, actually, to cover this line, Ben. I think the rushing attack at Derrick Henry travels well on the road. Granted, they're not getting elite quarterback play. Malik Willis, 55 yards last week. Ryan Tannehill, a deer in the headlights for much of the year. 150 maybe is the average. He looks more like Davis Mills than he does like in terms of a $20 million quarterback. But... I like the way the defense is playing as well. They've buckled up in terms of the secondary. At the end of the day, I look for Tennessee to force an ugly game against Pat Mahomes. We know they can't get into a shootout, right? That's why the spread is 11.5. But if King Henry could get going, the physical offensive line could sustain drives and they get them into the area of like a 21-17, to 21-14 type of game, I think they have life. They were not able to do that against Josh Allen. Josh Allen started fast. The secondary got exposed. It was game on and they never looked back, right? This has got to be a different mindset for Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Tech, uh, Titans Excuse me, on the road. So I think the running game will travel. 11.5, you want to give me a touchdown, a field goal, and an extra point and a half? I'll take that in terms of a Sunday night primetime matchup. If Houston could, t- could cover against Philly, Tennessee could definitely yeah. cover against Kansas City. I think the 11.5 point spread, Joe, is there because we are anticipating, I guess, Malik Willis to get this start against the Chiefs. I think if Tannehill's there, maybe it's closer to a touchdown. I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill is worth necessarily three or four points in terms of covering a number, but that's why I think this spread is up north of double digits. An 11.5 point spread as well, Lisey, for Buffalo on the road in New York taking on Gang Green and the Jets. This line was 12.5 earlier this week, now down to just 11 and a hook. Lisey, we know the Jets have been very good this season over exceeding our expectations and of their five wins, they're a five and three football team. Four of them outright as an underdog. They are four and three against the number as a dog this year. But all three of those non covers coming at home in MetLife, including last week against the Pats. So if there is a vulnerable spot, maybe for Buffalo to cover this number, it is Sunday in MetLife against the Jets. But it is a divisional duel, Joe. How do you see it playing out? Yeah, again, I I don't know if the Jets match up well with Buffalo. And again, the way Zach Wilson's playing in terms of turnover prone, that's going to be a different animal going up against Josh Allen. They are at an elite level right now. The running game got going. They add Naheem Hines as a third down back to that offense. going to be very difficult for the New York Jets to to really stop Josh Allen. I mean, mean, what are we thinking that they could get? I mean, do we think the Jets can keep Josh Allen to 20, 21 points in the spot? 
ball game? I don't think so. I think that Josh Allen will eat. I think the offense will be able to run. And then once they run, they could, you know, chuck it over the top in terms of the play-action passing game. And as good as Sauce Gardner has been, I do feel Diggs and that wide receiver core at some point attack them vertically, and he gets a little bit exposed. He is still a rookie. Let's not forget that. I think Buffalo covers, but I really like the over in this ballgame, 45-and-a-half. And if you're looking at a big spread like that, 11-and-a-half for both the Chiefs and the Bills, there is always that first-half approach, maybe even the second half, because, Lisi, on the morning after, Mike Blewett, the host of Pro Football Today, detailed how the Chiefs are the best-scoring team in the second half, and the Titans are the worst-scoring team in the second half in the NFL. The Bills are the second-best first-half-scoring team in the National Football League. The Jets average just about 8.8 points per game. They're down near the bottom of the NFL when it comes to what they can do offensively and their outcomes in the opening two quarters. So, Joe, there is that distinction right now in the AFC. Buffalo's the favorite, plus 125. The Bills have been the favorite all year long. That number grows shorter and shorter by the week. The Chiefs, over $2 behind, but still plus 340. And then a drop-off to the Baltimore Ravens at 8-1. to And then a further drop-off from there, Joe, as you look at the AFC. The team with the fourth-best price is another team out of the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, 14-1. to Joe, this week, the Bengals host the Carolina Panthers, a seven-point favorite at home, is Cincinnati laying that touchdown. The Bengals are a 4-4 four and four football team, Joe. Even 500 physically dominated this past Monday night on Halloween against their divisional rival in the Cleveland Browns. It feels like it's tough to get a pulse of what is happening with the Bengals after they started slow, they started to pick it up, they rounding into form, and now they give us that dud on Monday night. How do you feel about Cincinnati ahead of this matchup against Carolina? I feel very good, and I'm not buying into the hype with Carolina with Steve Wilkes. I know they played a a very close ball game, went into overtime and lost to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care, and I don't care that Jamar Chase isn't there. The the quarterback play that Joe Burrow has in in, in terms of his his progression, where he is compared to what Carolina has in this ball game from an offensive perspective. I don't care that P.J. Walker was able to move the football. I think Cincinnati gets into the 30s in this matchup without Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they're going to incorporate Joe Mixon. When I'm not sold that Carolina's defense is going to duplicate what we saw Monday night in the dog pound in terms of Miles Garrett and that front seven just attacking the offensive line, Burrow under complete pressure. If that happens, then I'll, I'll reassess. But laying seven and a half at home, we saw this a couple yep. of weeks ago where Atlanta went in there, got absolutely abused. Granted, Chase was there and he had a big day, but I still like the offensive pass attack of the Bengals. I'm going to lay it here. I'm not buying into P.J. Walker in terms of consistent back-to-back performances. P.J. Walker was sensational through the air last week. 317 yards, but just 19 of 36. That connection with D.J. Moore was great, and if there is a weakness for Cincy, it might be in that pass defense. No Cheeto Awuzie, one of their star corners, he is out for the rest of this season. And of course, no Jamar Chase for Cincinnati. Some more injury news for Carolina. No Chuba Hubbard. He is out for this game. It will most likely be Dante Foreman getting a lion's share of that offensive production for Carolina. But Joe, you would expect the Bengals in this bounce back spot to lay that seven against Carolina on Sunday in Cincinnati. That is where the line stands at this moment. As we continue going around, Joe, this AFC right now 
A very intriguing game, in my opinion, that I'm not sure we can make a ton of sense of. It's the Patriots hosting the Colts, a four-and-a-half point spread in favor of New England in Foxborough on Sunday, Joe. Most likely, no Jonathan Taylor for Indianapolis. Naheem Hines is now in Buffalo with the Bills, so a lot of Deion Jackson in this game. Joe, two teams that have been disappointing at this point of the season. It's Mac Jones and Sam Ellinger facing off in this quarterback matchup. I'm not so sure this really moves the needle all that much, Joe. What say you? Yeah, I think, how about this? I'll take it a step further. I think New England pace Indianapolis here. I mean, I think they absolutely boat raced them. I mean, what's the identity in Indy right now? Ellinger's there. He's a ba- he's a backup quarterback, okay? We know Sam Ellinger. He's a little bit mobile, but he, what's the weapons? What's There's no running game. Their identity is completely gone. This is not an offense that's built to spread you out five wide and challenge you on each and every play like Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. They have good playmakers. They don't have elite playmakers with Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman in terms of challenging New England over the top. So they need to be successful with the rushing attack. And without Jonathan Taylor and obviously Hines, the third down back, they're going to be completely one-dimensional. And I'm not buying into Frank Reich either. He's dead man. And walking, and even though they looked ugly last week, New England still got the road win. It's Bilicek going up against an inexperienced quarterback. Mac Jones looked okay and played well. I'm going with New England, Ben. I'm not going to overthink it. The line seems light to me. I mean, I think they should be at least a touchdown. I'm going to lay it with New England here at home laying the five and a half. And last year, the Pats got housed by the Indianapolis Colts. The Patriots' revenge game, perhaps in Foxborough on Sunday, laying four in a hook. I would agree, Joe. It doesn't seem like Indy has much going for them. Sam Ellinger is their guy this year. It's not just a one-week or two-week thing. They are using him moving forward. If there is any hope to make the postseason, I'm not so sure there is that hope. How about another interesting game for you, Lee? See, the Raiders are one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Duval County against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Raiders, who were shut out last week, the Jags, who were in a in the top spot in the AFC South after three weeks and now have not looked too good. Just a 2-5 and five record for the Jaguars. Joe, when you look at this game, it's a one-and-a-half point spread expected to be competitive. How do you break down the matchup? Yeah, it's a must-win for the Raiders, right? They had to get a win last week against New Orleans, and they got shut out, which was mind-boggling when you think about it. Now, Devontae Adams was a little bit banged up. He had the flu. It's back-to-back road games for the Raiders. But at the end of the day, as good as Jacksonville played last week against the front seven of of Denver with Travis Etienne rushing for over 130 yards, I still think this is a get-right spot for Las Vegas. Derek Carr, that offense, I think, are challenged Jacksonville over the top. Going to be close, but I think they could get at least a three-point win and cover in Duval County. Josh Jacobs' rushing yards prop is down to 77.5. He only had 43 last week, but was so sensational the three weeks prior to that. Maybe that's a bounce-back spot as the Raiders look to pick up the offense against Jacksonville. More coming your way on FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back right here on FFC, continuing to lay out the slate for Sunday NFL Week number 9 action. All right, Joe, we gave our thoughts on the Raiders and the Jags. Here's a game where the total is tied for the highest of the weekend with a couple of others. 49.5 for the Chargers, the Falcons, 49.5 for the Seahawks, and the Cardinals, 49.5 for the Packers and the Lions. Let's start with the Chargers and the Falcons. Joe, we have two teams that rank in the top 11 in terms of scoring offense. Atlanta averages 25 points per game. The Bolts, 23.4 points per game. And two teams that rank in the bottom four in terms of scoring defense. The Chargers, the second worst, giving up 27 points per game. The Falcons, nearly 26 to their opponents. The fourth worst scoring defense in the league. I look at that total, Joe. I'm not sure how we don't go to an over. It's 49 in a hook between the Chargers and the Falcons. By the way, LA, a three-point favorite on the road in Atlanta. Joe, what do you make of this football game? Well, I mean, the only concern I have is obviously the West Coast team going to the East to East Coast, right? Uh, that that that's mm-hmm. a concern for me. And it's Herbert and it's Staley, them one of the most inconsistent teams in terms of the NFL. And you know, I've thought about this game back and forth. And you have Atlanta coming off an emotional, you know, overtime win. At the end of the day, I don't love Atlanta, but they're playing more consistent. They're playing at home. I I just don't buy into the defense for the L.A. Chargers. I really don't. In a big spot, I just don't have any confidence in this team. And at the end of the day, even though it's Atlanta, I'm going to go with them to win the ballgame. (laughs) They are leading the division right now. Even though I don't love Arthur Smith, I'm going to ride with him, plus the 134 total. I probably wouldn't take the total because it is L.A., and like I said, I do have concerns, especially with how they utilize Eckler and how they utilize the rushing attack. I I could see Staley utilizing the run game early and then getting Herbert involved, which would lean to an under type of matchup. But at the end of the day, I would probably lean under and Atlanta, but Atlanta is the better pick for me out of this game. And the Atlanta Falcons certainly can cover numbers. They did not cover last week, but they were a favorite against the Carolina Panthers. They did not cover the week prior, but that was a spot, Joe, where we looked at and said, all right, this is the time that cover streak runs out. But they did cover in six straight games to begin this season. A perfect 6-0 and against the spread and have covered in six of their seven games, booked as an underdog. And let's not forget, the Atlanta Falcons still in first place in the NFC South. Speaking of the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Joe, host the LA Rams on Sunday in Florida. The Bucs, a three-point favorite. The Rams, the underdog on the road, a total 
That is minimal at 42 and a half. These two teams, Joe, of course, the Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champs, entering this year tied for the second best price to win the NFC at plus 500 alongside the Green Bay Packers. Heading to the land of the preseason favorites to win the NFC title, the Bucks were plus 340 as the shortest price to win the NFC Championship before this year got started. Now, both teams below 500. The Rams 3-4 and four straight up. The Buccaneers 3-5 and five straight up. The first time in Tom Brady's career he has been two games below 500 or worse, Joe Lisi. So when you look at this three-point spread on that key number, a flat number of the field goal, which side do you have confidence in in terms of riding the ship in this football game? I'm going to go with L.A. As crazy as it sounds, I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams. And the one thing I think that they have a little bit more consistent right now is a defense. And I know the defense has been up. They've been down. But I don't like the way the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is playing under Todd Bowles. You know, we talk about head coaches that be the defensive-minded head coaches that take on full-time responsibility. Typically, the defense slips, right? Devin White not playing well. The front seven not as dominant in terms of run support. And I think L.A. will be be able to expose them, even though it's Cooper Cup and he's banged up and there's not really a whole lot of weapons, I like LA in the spot. They won the playoff game. I think everybody's thinking Tom Brady in a revenge role. Tom Brady hasn't looked good. The offense hasn't looked good. Fournette and the rushing attack inconsistent. I'm going to go with the LA Rams in the minor upset Saturday afternoon at 4. I like the look, Joe. I like the look for this game between the Buccaneers and the Rams. And when you look at these two teams right now, they have certainly moved down this board. The Bucs, the fifth best price to win the NFC. Again, preseason favorites, 8 plus 340 number. Now the fifth best odds at 10 to 1. The Rams tied for the second best price entering the year. Now the sixth best number at 13 to 1. The Bucs are still a minus 168 favorite to make the postseason. But if you look at that number, just look at their odds to win the NFC South, minus 135. Still the divisional odds on favorites somehow, some way, maybe because the NFC South is not a very good division by any means, but that's the Bucks' path to getting into the postseason. Even with an 8-9 and nine record, Tom Brady and Tampa might be hosting a playoff game come the middle of January. So the Rams tied for the second best price, Joe, as we mentioned with the Green Bay Packers in the preseason. The Packers a 3.5-point road favorite in Detroit on Sunday. It feels like, Joe... It really feels like with Green Bay two games below 500 as well, three and five in this spot against a divisional opponent they have dominated throughout Aaron Rodgers' career. It feels like if there is a time for the Packers to get back on track, this is it. A short three and a half point favorite. Yes, the hook added on to that key number against Detroit on Sunday afternoon. Do you agree with that sentiment, Joe? Do you agree with the idea that this is almost now or never for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, they're on a four-game losing streak, right? I mean, four games for Aaron Rodgers and the crew. I mean, that's that's no joke. They're inconsistent passing attack. The running game was taken out of that ball game when they fell behind double digits by Buffalo and Josh Allen. But it's the Detroit Lions. Let's call it what it is. And they lose T.J. Hawkinson, potentially one of their best playmakers from the offensive side of the ball. So now we're talking apples to apples. Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers, right? Both offenses suck. So 
give me Aaron Rodgers. He's got the better rushing attack, even though when you look at Detroit, they're playing at home in an underdog role. I know they could be live, but Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back row games, he covered last week. I think they dominate here in this ballgame. If you saw Rodgers in the second half of that matchup, it looked like he had a little more continuity and faith in the wide receivers. I think they look to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones as the one-two rushing attack punch. That'll open up the play-action game. I think Green Bay wins this by 10 or more, really, Ben. I think they dominate this ballgame. It would be that statement the Packers have been looking for pretty much all season long. The Lions can score. They average 24.7 points per game, but only 11 over their last three. They just can't stop anybody. The worst scoring defense in the National Football League. So if there is a hope for Green Bay to find that offensive rhythm, Joe, again, a glorious spot to do so on Sunday. Green Bay just won four against the spread this year when booked as a favorite. And the sweet princes that were the Detroit Lions last year, Joe. Good teams win, great teams cover, and the Fighting Dan Campbells do just that. 11-6 and six against the number, booked as an underdog all last year. Not only have the Lions lost five straight football games, they haven't covered in three straight. That is not what we have come to expect out of this Detroit team. They just continue to find ways, it seems, to lose these football games and to maybe not even cover numbers. It's only three and a half points in favor of the Green Bay Packers. And we do not, at least at this moment, anticipate DeAndre Swift to be out there for Detroit. He has been battling injuries all season long. The Packers only averaging 18 points per game offensively this year. A bottom eight scoring offense. Maybe this is the time for Green Bay to turn things around. Now, let's keep our attention, Joe, in the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings, a 6-1 and football team straight up. They already have a huge advantage over every other team in this division right now. A two-and-a-half game lead. The win over Green Bay to start, so technically a three-game lead right now. It's why they're a minus-850 favorite to win the NFC North. Joe Lisi told you before the year they had value with a plus-220 number or so with the Green Bay Packers being the odds-on favorites. Now a minus-850 favorite is Minnesota to win the division. They're also a favorite on the road this week, Joe, against the Washington Commanders, a three-point favorite outside the nation's capital. What's interesting here is the Commanders, 4-4 four four football team, Playing pretty well with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. They have won three straight games. The last two outright as an underdog. Joe, who do you think wins this football game? Can the commanders keep it rolling as a dog? Or will the Vikings go on the road and pick up a victory? I will say it's fishy. I will say the line to me is fishy, but I'm going to go with still the Minnesota Vikings. At the end of the day, I love Taylor Heineke. I love the the enthusiasm and and the motivation that he's brought this team, and he's killed my worst NFL record ticket because if Carson Wentz was there, I think there was no doubt they would still only have two wins in terms of the season. But at the end of the day, he's a gamer. I'm still going to go with Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go with the rushing attack. I like Jefferson. I just think Minnesota has way too much offense. This is an opportunity to get another notch in their belt against a, a mediocre defense. I like the over, though, too. So I like Minnesota. I like the over 43.5. It, would, it wouldn't shock me, Ben, if Washington won, but I, it's not one of my better picks, but I do like Minnesota. I like Green Bay better as a road favorite. It's an interesting spot here for Minnesota. I would agree, Joe. They haven't been 
all that great against the spread. Three and three against the number as a favorite, just three and four against the number in all games this year. And the commanders have kept these games pesky. They certainly have. That key number of three, I honestly think we're in line for a push, Joe. I think this game will be decided by three. I think Minnesota wins it, but I think this could very well be a push on Sunday afternoon. The final team out of the NFC North of the four teams in that division, Joe, the Chicago Bears hosting your Miami Dolphins on Sunday. A four and a half point favorite are the Finns on the road in the Windy City against the Bears, Joe. With Tua Tungavailoa, Miami is a perfect 5-0 and straight up this year in those games that he has started and played the completion will they make it six and oh on the road in chicago yeah i think they do uh i think the over comes in as well you saw justin fields put up 29 they now have another weapon with chase claypool i mean i don't know if i mean come on there's no gonna be no pass rush robert quinn's gone roquan smith is gone Tua could have a right. field day saturday in terms of navigation uh, against that secondary so i expect a big day out of tyree kill jalen waddle the only thing i will say is the running game has gotten going for chicago in recent weeks whether it be montgomery mm-hmm. khalil herbert or even justin fields for that matter can Miami yeah. stop that? Like, just stop that and put Justin Fields back into long third downs. <sighs> I mean, that's going to make it or break it for the total. But I, I think Miami wins convincingly. Still lean to the total, though. I like the fact that Chicago now has found their groove. They're starting to open up the offense and allow Justin Fields to cook a little bit. What an idea. What a novel idea it is, Joe Lisi. As an offensive coordinator, which Luke Getze is in his first year doing that for the Bears, to look at his quarterback, the guy they invested in and drafted number 10 overall, or number 11 overall in 2021, to look at what he can do and how he can play quarterback in his versatile skill set and actually design offensive schemes and plays to highlight the best of his abilities. It's crazy to think that Luke Getze finally st- decided to do that, not I-formation with his back toward the end zone on a play fake trying to win the football game. Crazy. But because of that, Joe, I agree with you. I think there will be more offense, and I think there will be more passing offense for the Chicago Bears. Only a buck fifty-one for Justin Fields last week against the Dallas Cowboys, but the Dolphins, the seventh worst passing defense in the National Football League. The number is always small for Justin Fields. It's not out yet, but if it's in the mid-150s, I love the over in this spot for Justin Fields. I do think the game will be competitive. Probably Miami with the win, though. A little bit more here on FFC, up next on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. 
Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Just a few more minutes left here on Football Full Circle. Joe, we have gone through every NFL game for this week nine Sunday slate. A tons of a ton of buys across the National Football League. Actually, I say that and I forgot one game that we mentioned but didn't give our thoughts on. Joe Lisi, we'll finish with that. The Seahawks and the Cardinals, a matchup in the NFC West. Seattle still occupies that first place spot. They're a slight one and a half point road underdog in the desert against the Cards, Joe. That total 49 and a half. So that's how we finish, Lisi. Your Seahawks against Arizona. Can Seattle keep winning football games booked as a yeah, why not? I'm going to go with them. I mean, they, they won this ball game 19-9 to like two weeks ago, right? So I understand D-Hop was not there. DeAndre Hopkins and that offense rejuvenated back-to-back 24-plus performances. They get the win over New Orleans, lose to Minnesota last week. But at the end of the day, can they stop the rushing attack? I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Kenneth Walker on the ground, and I still think that's the weakness of Arizona's front seven right now. I like Seattle plus the one and a half, like them plus one. 114 on the money line and don't be shocked if this over comes in at 49 and a half as well I look at this over Joe and I think it is very ripe for the taking especially in the second half the Seahawks not a great scoring defense and the Cardinals really start to pick up their offense in the second half of games I also look at a prop in this one Lacey let's see if it is out yet it is not this game is obviously late on Sunday afternoon in that late afternoon window but Look out for DeAndre Hopkins and what that receiving yards prop is against Seattle. The Seahawks, bottom half of the league in terms of passing defense, not the worst, but certainly not the best. And just sheer volume, Lisey. DeAndre Hopkins has been targeted a ton, 14 times in his 2022 debut against New Orleans on that Thursday night, finished with a buck 03. Last week, nearly 160 receiving yards on 13 targets and 12 grabs against the Vikings. Kyler is happy to have Nuke back. Joe Lisi, you are the man and the mastermind of the college football pigskin. I'll see you on college football today. I am Ben Stevens. That does it for us on Football Full Circle. But keep it locked right here to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.